Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Back to the nine on your side sports talk podcast this week i'm with wnct sports reporter garrett short thank you for joining me of course beautiful day and of course always a good day to talk sports <laughs> so talk a little bit about what you do here uh, i am the weekend sports anchor and i report during the week and i do a little bit of everything uh, cover everything that eastern north carolina has to offer at the high school level and also uh, collegiate sports and obviously as you are a huge Canes fan a little bit of professional <laughs> sports as well. How did you get involved doing it in the first place even before here? Well <laughs> I, was, I always wanted to go and do something like physical therapy. Um, loved science. I was pretty good at it. I really wanted to help people uh, and then after a few injuries and realizing that I kind of get nauseous at the sight of blood I thought it was probably best to change gears and I was in a TV producing class at the time in high school and had dabbled a little bit and I thought hey I really like this I love sports let's bring the two together and thankfully I've been able to make a career out of it. Did you play any sports? Yeah uh, I grew up in a really small town so I was able to actually play three. Um, we did not have football which I know for people in the south is probably a sin so I, I played <laughs> soccer in the fall and then basketball in the winter and baseball in the spring. So you cover a lot of sports in Eastern North Carolina like what specific sports you do like across the area like you said high school and collegiate are there certain teams that you really focus on? Well in this area uh, high school football is huge in the fall um, and one thing about high school sports especially is that there's a lot of ebb and flow to it you know some teams are very good year in and year out um, you know other teams sometimes they're up sometimes they're down um, but you tend to have the uh, the teams that are consistently good um, you know if you're looking at some of the teams down in Duplin County obviously Wallace Rose Hill and East Duplin are fantastic the Panthers just won a state title this past fall um, you go over to baseball which we're in right now J.H. Rose always a cream of the crop program D.H. Conley also here in Greenville very very good and then in basketball you know you're talking about Kinston and Farmville Central and it doesn't really get much better than that for high school basketball yeah and for those who don't know with WNCT in the fall during football season on every Friday when uh, high school football plays we do touchdown Friday how much do you love Touchdown Friday? You get to go to so many different schools. And the thing is, for me, as a person that never had high school football, I think I went to one or two in high school at other schools. I didn't fully understand or appreciate it until I started working in this industry. I worked in Minnesota for two years before moving here. Really, really enjoyed it. But man, down here, high school football, like places come alive, especially when they're good. You know, you go out to a New Bern football game this past year, undefeated state champions. You know, it seemed like the entire town was coming out to enjoy it. And the energy's great. The talent is wonderful. And there's something about working on a deadline when you're trying to do you know, highlights for two games and a package and post-game interviews and trying to get that in before the show starts that's so energizing and also a little nerve-wracking, yeah. but that's what makes it fun. <laughs> what's, like, what's that process like, having to get it all in before the show? Well, it, it, you end up settling into a system. You, know, you go to the first game, you try and get a few touchdowns, um, but at some point you're just battling the clock. You know, if they're not scoring touchdowns, but they get a few interceptions and you know, a really long pass play or a field goal, whatever it might be, you kind of just have to move on to the next one. And from there, it's, you know, during halftime of the second game that you're at, you put together the highlights of the first and send it back. And then once the second game ends, which I usually go to our backyard brawl or our game of the week, and uh, from there, it's, you get highlights from that second game. Usually it's a really good game, some really high level teams. You, 
um, interview the coach, maybe shoot a stand-up and send it back and uh, try and just provide the best coverage we possibly can. And what's nice about WNCT is we have so many people. It's really all hands on deck in the fall, and you know that. It, the entire newsroom kind of takes over and people are going every which way from the station <laughs> here in Greenville to, to grab games. And that's what makes our production so high level is, you know, whether it's me or Brian Bailey or Ken Watlington, we have so much help from everyone and that's what makes it so amazing. Is there any high school game that stuck out to you? Uh, I mean, just this past year, um, I believe it was the Parrot Academy and um, John Paul II football game. Uh, the very, very last play of the game, I believe it was Parrot Academy, launched like a 75-yard touchdown oh pass as time expired to win. Oh, wow. Doesn't really get much better than that. Um, but moving on to college, things that stick out. You know, I was here when ECU beat Memphis in four overtimes. Uh, in fact, I was standing over there in that corner as we're now here at Dowdy Ficklin. Uh, and I wasn't watching because I was getting ready to go live in our 11 o'clock show. And I heard this place erupt like <laughs> I've never heard it erupt before. The noise was unbelievable. And I went, that game's over. Yeah. That's definitely one that sticks out. What's the difference between, shoot, I mean, obviously there's a lot of differences between you shooting sports and then going live and talking about it on the news. What, how different is that? Well, I, I think at some point you, you just have to start to compose yourself, especially in an instance like that or when there's, you know, it's, there's a lot of pressure on the line for a four overtime game or the Birmingham Bowl that ECU played. You have to go, go, go. You have to get all the highlights and then you scramble for a while to edit it all together on a laptop or a computer um, and make sure your script is written and written well. And then all of a sudden you have to slow down. <laughs> your brain is moving a mile in a minute and you have to compose yourself enough to go on air and speak fluently because I kind of talk like an auctioneer anyways. <laughs> uh, so to slow down and speak clearly is sometimes a challenge. When was the first time you went live? Do you remember? Yes, I do. That was the first time ever. Um, it was, I think, about a week into my first job. Uh, it was in Rochester, Minnesota. And I get into, into work that day and they say, hey, how do you feel about going live today? Had not anchored in studio, <laughs> nothing. And I just went, okay. And I don't have the clip anymore, but I'm sure you could probably see the, uh, my heart beating out of my chest. <laughs> um, if you could, now that you've been doing that for a while, if you could tell anybody who's just starting out in that or who's a little bit nervous before they go on air, if you could tell them anything, what would it be? I think nerves are good. You know, I don't care if you are a eight-year-old taking a big math test or something, or if you're a 60-year-old going and to, for a big day at work, where, whatever type of work that is. I think that nerves are a good thing and you should try and embrace them. A few deep breaths definitely help, but uh, if you have nerves, that means you care, and you're going to mess up, especially in this field. Um, one thing I always say is this is um, not just a, a black and white field, it's gray area. You know, mm -hmm. There isn't just one right way to do things, um, and you should embrace that and try and use it to your advantage, have a little bit of fun with it, and you know, if you're putting too much pressure on yourself that if you're going to mess up, you're probably going to mess up. Yeah. You always try to get me to come shoot, which I love. I love because I would love to shoot sports. It just seems a lot harder than it probably is. I struggle with the thought about being behind the camera shooting sports because I feel like it's really difficult. Maybe a lot of people feel that way. I don't know. But what do you think is the hardest part? It depends. That? It also varies from sport to sport. Take baseball, for example. You have a few guys on... ECU that are throwing the ball 90, 95 miles an hour, and sometimes the exit velocity off the bat can be 100, 105, whatever it might be. That small ball that's smaller than the size of my fist is moving 100 miles an hour to try and follow that ball takes a lot of practice. Yeah. But on the other side of things, you know, in basketball, they're not throwing the ball too far. It's a condensed space, you know where it's going to go. Um, so you get better at it with that. One thing I do love, though, is that I see the game 
A, from a great point of view, I'm very blessed and I realize that. You know, all these people, you know, Dowdy Ficklin, you know, 50,000 people are going to pack in here, and I get the best seat in the house right on the <laughs> yeah. sideline. And I also get to do it while, you know, paying attention and making notes in my head and um, looking through that camera lens. It's, it's a really cool way to watch a game, especially a good game. Now, being on the sideline is really cool, and I've done that a few times with, you and I have done basketball mm -hmm. together, football, whatever it may be. Um, do you like being on the sideline shooting or would you rather be a fan in the stands? I think it depends, you know, um, I, what I've, since I've moved here, I've been here about a year and a half, I have really grown to appreciate East Carolina University Athletics and especially Pirate Nation. There is a, it's not just a fandom, it's kind of an obsession for a yeah. lot of people, which I've learned. <laughs> um, and that is one thing that I wish I could go to more games as a fan here, just to kind of be immersed in it because some of these people, some of these students, for lack of a better term, go bonkers for it. That means me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You are a resident ECU fanatic, um, but it, it is really cool, you know, to, to be that close to things and not that I have a super close relationship with anything, but it's really neat to be able to go and ask the questions after the mm -hmm. game and hear the players' thoughts and be able to be the one asking the questions because part of our job is to be curious yeah. and to inquire about this or that and get the answers. Do you ever feel like if a team loses, do you ever feel nervous to go talk to a coach after oh, they yeah. lose? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> How do you like, approach that situation? Um, at that point, you just have to make sure that you are being um, as polite as possible because obviously emotions are going to flare sometimes. If, if you ask a dumb question, you yeah. might get a dumb answer right yeah. back and they might try and, you know, shots fired. Yeah. But at, at that point, you know, I remember what it was like losing a big game. I remember what it was like winning a big game. You know, sometimes you feel on top of the world, sometimes you feel buried under it. So you just have to kind of be conscientious about that. Um, you know, sometimes some coaches are gonna let you know if it's a dumb question, but yeah. just don't ask dumb questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is my idea. Exactly. And saying with ECU Athletics, and like you had mentioned, we're out here at Dowdy Ficklin, and the spring game was recent. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Pirate fans were close to football season, Kind of, but not really, it's, but like we're in that great It's area. like that middle of the off season coming off the very end of spring schedule. Yeah. And you know, coming Getting up here, it, it, it'll be summer and the guys will be out here working pretty hard. But this is like the teaser for like football fans. Yeah, like exactly. this is that time of year, but you got to go to the spring game. What was that like? How did the team look? Well, first of all, it was cold, windy, cold <laughs> it was again, bad weather. <laughs> and rainy. Um, I was very impressed with the people that did come out because I, looked up in the stands and you saw people you know right here with umbrellas okay. and the umbrellas were swaying about a foot and a half each way <laughs> uh, but but it was very very cool to see a lot of the new faces because ECU fans know that there's going to be a lot of turnover on the roster it's part of college athletics anyways um, but to come out here and see some of the guys step up into new roles because you don't always know what you're gonna get but that's kind of what's exciting about it is you get to start a new chapter and it was horrible conditions to play in but you did see a lot of good things you know Mason Garcia made some wonderful throws down the home stretch of the game to bring his team back Alex Flynn looked wonderful throwing the ball and you have to keep in mind that it was freezing raining and super windy and mm -hmm. you saw a lot of good things from the offense the running backs look very sharp they seem to be well rounded of course they're going to be without Keaton Mitchell next year and Rajay Harris is working his way back from injury, but you could see that the potential is there and the coaching staff has been consistent over the last few years. So there should be some sort of continuity and you saw that in flashes, 
Now over the next few months, it's just about putting that together more. And the ECU football is so big here, but so is ECU baseball, obviously. For anybody that watches college baseball, you know that ECU is number seven in the country right now, and it's they've been so good consistently for so long. So it's been really fun to watch. I've been here for going on six years, so I've gotten to see that. They've always been good, but I've really got to see it get even better. You just getting here, I mean, you're getting into like the meat of how good they've been. So how is it being in Clark Eau Claire with the jungle, like big games, like this, like the Super Regional last year? I'll put it this way. Before I came to Greenville, uh, I had only a very rudimentary knowledge of all the things here. ECU, obviously, and then you know, it was close to the coast, but Chris Johnson was the big one because, let's be real, he's an NFL yeah. legend. Um, but I did know about ECU baseball just because they have been so good for so long. Uh, and I was not necessarily a huge college baseball fan before, but I love it now. There's something about being in that environment, and the fans is really what makes the experience. And they've players and coaches bring it up all the time post game but it, yeah. it really does matter it especially does. when the games matter if it's a big opponent or you know whether it would be a regional or a super regional last year I was there and last year for that game three when it was postponed I'm just oh, going to throw out there. a number four hours <laughs> yeah I was there at midnight yeah. shooting a baseball game you and I both were there it was yeah. ridiculous and there was people still there and that level of dedication isn't just something that you come across it's something that you build and I think the dedication that Cliff Godwin and his team have put together um, is starting to pay off because they're knocking on that door and I'm not guaranteeing anything but this is they have the pitching this year that they didn't have last year uh, they have a lot of skill you got some guys like Josh Moylan who are having unbelievable seasons and to see it all come together in front of an excellent crowd there's really nothing like it for those who don't know, and I have to bring it up in every single conversation I have, that I am an ECU softball alum because I am so proud of being an ECU alum in general, but especially softball, getting to play for this athletic program is so rewarding, and I love being here. That's probably why I'm still here. Softball and baseball are obviously similar sports. Is there a difference between shooting the two? I mean, you know, there's a lot of differences. Same game, but differences. I love baseball. It was, like a lot of people, my first love. Um, as a person that goes and watches, and shoot softball. I love softball. People don't give it enough credit. It's like volleyball. It's so fast-paced that nothing on baseball, but sometimes things drag. Obviously, sometimes oh, yeah. you're going to put together a four-run inning and there's going to be home runs and great plays, and ECU is unbelievable at the sport. But you know, when you go to a softball game, there's so much talent, the quick twitch muscles of you know, hitting a 65-mile-an-hour fastball or whatever, and then some, one of those curve balls that feels like it takes five yeah. minutes to get to the plate. Um, <laughs> between the skill level involved and also some of the big plays, it's amazing how fast-paced it is, and that's what makes it so entertaining. As for shooting it, it is pretty similar, um, but it's for me, it's just I enjoy how quick it goes, you know, some of the bang-bang plays, whether it's throws in from the outfield or, you know, watching Tadrius and he throw down a bunt on oh, the, yeah. the sheet, man. <laughs> she looks yeah. like lightning going on that yeah. first baseline, but I, I really enjoy the sport. Have you noticed anything that Coach Shane Winkler has brought from somebody who's on the outside looking in, never really, you know, ECU sports, you weren't here. Have you noticed anything about the softball team that's special? Well, I, I think that watching them from last year to this year, a, there's a whole bunch more fights. They're not gonna go down without putting up a fight. We saw it against some of the early conference opponents. And let's be real, they had a very tough start to the conference schedule, but look at who they were playing. Right. UCF and South Florida are two of the top teams in the conference for a reason. But still, they put up some fights against them. Uh, and this team's offense starting to look better. You've got some really good young players, some good young pitchers. 
and you know way more than I would about <laughs> how important pitching is in softball. You get one good pitcher and you can take over an entire season. Yep. So yep. I think that they are making strides forward and recruiting is going to be a big thing. But when you start showing recruits that you're taking strides forward, that's you can't replace that and they've got some good young players i mean anna sawyer is a dh conley alum yep. coming right down the road so uh, i think they're definitely on the right path so now that we talked about ecu my other favorite sporting <laughs> team whatever it may be event program organization the carolina hurricanes you get to shoot and do stuff with them a lot uh, I, I don't generally shoot as much but I, i'll go there and you know you get to interview the guys and stuff and for me <laughs> it's so cool to come in because I grew up in the Chicagoland area. Hockey's very big there. Obviously, we know the run that the Blackhawks had from, you know, was it 2010 to 2016-ish. Mm -hmm. They were wonderful. Um, and coming after that, I went to Minnesota, where hockey is to what football is down here. Yeah. Um, but to come to North Carolina and to see the hockey fans, I was not expecting that in the South. And to go inside PNC Arena, it was deafening to the point where <laughs> you're kind of taken aback by it. But it's an unreal atmosphere. Um, they have a lot of good young talent, and that's been the thing over the last few years is, yes, they're very talented, but they're young. Give it time, give it time, give it time. Well, the time's starting to arrive. Right. Of course, it's hockey. You, you get an errant skate or a puck bouncing the wrong way, and that can be the difference between winning and losing. But there's so much talent on the roster. Of course, they've had some injuries this year, which you and I have spoken <laughs> But it, it's one of those things to where as long as they have Rod Brindamore and they keep some of that core together, um, you know, obviously the Sebastian Ajos, uh, Martin Natius has been wonderful this season. Uh, and they have a lot of good young talent. Jacob Slavin and their defense is second to none. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that has been really cool to see um, from last year and this year, getting to go to especially some playoff games uh, and how they feed off that atmosphere, kind of like the ECU athletics. You know, crowd definitely is to pull something from the NFL, that 12th man factor of you can change a game with that. And that's been one of the coolest things. And since going to the games or watching or whatever it may be, have you uh, got a favorite player? Well, I know that you like Andrei Svechnikov. <laughs> Everybody um, knows that. <laughs> but I, I will say that you know, watching Sebastian Ajo, um, I think he has a baby face. He does. He just has a complete baby face. You look at him, 21 or 2 years old. Can you believe he's like 24, 25? I believe last night he had an assist, and that would give him 48 points in 50 career playoff games, yeah. which says a lot about the consistency and the high level of play, especially when it's needed most. So watching him play and watching how other teams play him, I went to game two uh, between them and the Islanders and seeing how the Islanders kept hitting him for no reason all the time just trying to discourage him and get him out of the game and no matter what happened despite him getting shoved into a high stick and bleeding uh, out of his face got up went out played and led his team to a win so he's probably my favorite brett pesci was the other one got yep. hit in the face and he was back out there There was a lot of people getting hit in the face and there was if so. you've ever watched an islanders game that is probably the case and the florida panthers had, well i actually had this conversation earlier today the panthers had 11 ejections like a few weeks ago the florida panthers and so but you watch all this stuff that happens in hockey people get hit they're high sticking each other like you said tripping but and then they'll throw punches but then there's no ejections yeah. I, don't, I don't know how what is the sport but what is the rule to get ejected out of hockey do you like what does oh, it take a lot that's more of a cheap shot as long as you're doing things to their face and not taking a, a cheap shot i think you're going to be good for the most part um it, it takes a lot it takes less in the playoffs that's why you yeah. don't generally see it because all of a sudden you get a suspension or something and yikes you're in trouble you're yeah. putting your team behind the eight ball but it's hockey it's why you love it
Do you have a favorite sporting event you've shot all across the board? Oh man, that's the thing is, what I've learned is that there's really not, this is gonna sound weird, there's not too much of a difference between going to a high school football game or going to a, a college game or a professional game. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, you know, the fields are roughly the same size, the rules are pretty much still the same. Um, but I would say there's been a few ECU games that would definitely be up here. For the sake of exciting and, and fun, the game against Memphis this year where they won in four overtimes. Now you're, I, I'm not an ECU alum, I'm just an employee. I really enjoy covering them and I do pull for them most of the time. But yeah. to watch that game, man, I was rooting for them. Like, I come on guys. I was sweating in the press box. Yeah. It, it I was, was sweating. It was amazing to see. Um, up in Minnesota, I got to go to uh, some postseason games for the MLB between the Twins and the Yankees. Not a big Yankees fan, so I was disappointed with that outcome. Um, <laughs> and then going to college foot, back to college football. Um, got to see college game day between Minnesota and Wisconsin when both teams were ranked in the top 25 a few years ago. And it was probably like 35 degrees in rain. Oh my. And the, it was the first time college game day ever came to Minnesota. The place was packed. <laughs> it was 9 a.m., literally freezing, and you could barely get around the parts of campus oh where gosh. it was around. And, you know, don't necessarily miss that weather, but the dedication and stuff for, for people to get that opportunity and still go out despite the weather was very Minnesota-like. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, just enjoying my time here, enjoying the sun, because <laughs> I really don't miss the cold. In fact, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. Um, she lives in Canada, and it snowed here, oh, and nice. I got sunburned here the other day. Oh, so. my gosh. Oh, gracious. But, yeah, this area for sports is... Uh, Coming from Minnesota to here, it's so cool to see how high of a level people play here at all different sports. The baseball here is otherworldly. Yep, great. Well, thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having I'll me. I'll see you guys next week.